Hey, what's up, guys? This is Ryan Toby, singer, songwriter, actor. You may remember me from the movie Sister Act 2. I played the character of Amal. Oh, happy day! Yeah. And today on Podstalgic, I'm going to be talking about my experience in the movie, giving you some funny, fun facts, some interesting stories, and just talking about my life, my career, where I've been, and where I'm going. So tune in, and let's have a good time. Hey, this is Marty McFly, and you're listening to Hydrate Level 4 Presents Podstalgic, a film podcast on core temp arts. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you telling me you built a time machine out of a podcast? Welcome to another episode of Podstalgic. I'm your host, Peter. This is a podcast where we take a nostalgic look and rediscover movies new and old. For this episode, we are covering an older movie, Sister Act 2, Back in the Habit. Uh, At the opening of the show, you heard an intro recorded by uh, Mr. Ryan Toby, who plays Amal in this movie. Uh, It's a very exciting interview. I can't wait for you guys to hear it. This interview was conducted after we had recorded, uh, so I am now recording an intro for this episode uh, solo. So on this episode, joining me on the review is my co-host Devin from We Got Five. Uh, He is also on the Liquor Run podcast. And also returning is Sydney from the Sign Me Up podcast, who was previously on the first Sister Act review. Uh, this time joining us is her co-host Shayna, who's also from the uh, Sign Me Up podcast. We had a great time talking about um, a movie that we all kind of grew up loving. So uh, this is the episode. Yeah, so we're all here to talk about uh, Sister Act 2. Um, I know that uh, Sister Act 1 is um, now out and what it, we were doing this review for their, for his 25th anniversary, but uh, we we thought that we'd throw on part two um, at the at the end of the review as well. You know, might as well you know do them both. Talk about it. All right. I so mean, I mean, you got to talk about a good movie, actually. Oh, hey, the first one was pretty good too. Stop <laughs> what? it. What was it? All right. It was. It, it was, was. It was pretty good. Thank you. Yeah. Get a juice. Mm-hmm. All right. So this one came out uh, December 10th, 1993. Uh, the number one song that came out, or the number one song at the time of, of its release, is Meat Loaf's I'd Do Anything for Love. Never heard of her. I would do anything for love. Uh-huh. I would do anything for love. Oh, I would do anything for love. But what? But I won't do that. Oh, okay. Now, <laughs> man, Sydney got so lit on her headphones fell off. <laughs> I know. Um, I know if anybody caught that. Uh, sometimes, like the VH1, flat. you know, they do like the the '80s or '90s um, throwback episodes, and they often question, like, "What is that that he won't do? It's cheating, right?" You know, I honestly don't know any other lyrics aside from what I just gave you, so I have no idea huh. what he won't do. But just wow. just even the title alone, right? I'd do anything for love, but I won't do that. Pretty hmm, sure it's cheating. Yeah, but do you cheat for love? What do you do for love? I was about, I was about to say, mm. I'm pretty sure it's butt stuff. 
<laughs> or maybe. Oh, I'm just saying. I mean, I've never heard the song, but I'm gonna guess that. Yeah. You never yeah. heard this song? I do love Meatloaf, though. It is quite delicious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You would not like the singer Meatloaf. He is a strange-looking man. <laughs> I'm a more of a Plies Kodak Black fan myself. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. De- definitely not Meatloaf. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So the same weekend that this movie came out, we got a few other movies. Uh, the Hawk. That didn't make any money. Uh, Six Degrees of Separation. I think uh, I think we all know that's the uh, Will Smith vehicle there. Uh, Geronimo did also not came know out. that. I was about to say who? Like what? What movie is this? Six Degrees of Separation. I never uh, heard that movie. Oh yeah, uh, it's him and I think Donald Sutherland uh, was in that one as well. Okay. Um, and Wayne's World Two also came out this weekend. Uh, Sister Act made more money. Looks like so. Good for them on that. Um, all right, and also the movie is directed by Bill Duke, which I had no idea uh, at the time. For anyone that uh, isn't familiar with the name, if you saw him, you'd be like, "Oh, him." But he was one of the—I don't know—I guess you can call him commandos in the first Predator movie. Uh, he played Mac. Anybody remember Predator at all? I've seen Predator, but it was like a gajillion years ago, and I don't remember any key faces or names. So. Oh, okay. So you, so Apollo Creed was one black guy. Mac was the other black guy. Ah, uh, okay. And that's Bill Duke. Uh, so he he was in. I think he was even in um, Get Rich or Die Trying. I know Devin seen that one. I think he was the bad guy. You know, probably wore like a bowl oh, cap. Oh, okay. Oh, the the grocery store dude. I, it's been a while. It's no it's no it's sister act. Oh well, I know. I don't remember, but he's credited as Mr. Johnson. He does make it a, a cameo. Yeah, he's uh, in, in two scenes. Movie. He's the part where uh, he, you better get your uh, in here, like when uh, Sketch is at work, and they're like, "Okay, okay, yeah, yeah." yeah. And then when uh, Amal is like trying to tell them, and he's like, you "Better get yourself a job, boy. Get on out of here." I think I think it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, um, yeah he's the director. And it's kind of crazy because I didn't know he directed. Right. And just like looking back in his um, uh, filmography, he's done like a lot of TV shows as well. It's it's actually pretty crazy. So and what's his name? So good for him, Bill Duke. Bill Duke. Yeah, uh, okay. he's kind. Of, he's like really um, low key, scary looking. Um. Lo- lo- <laughs> low key. I'm pretty sure it's high key. Like he is. He is terrifying. <laughs> he is terrifying. Yeah, he's not necessarily a looker. That's for sure. Oh, uh, everybody can't be me. Re- I mean, I'm just saying. Um, returning. What the fuck was that? Returning Peter? actors. Like- we got Whoopi. I'm, tr- I'm trying to move it along here. Oh my bad. Uh, okay, so returning, we got Whoopi Goldberg as Dolores. Obviously, Kathy Nahimi returns as Sister Mary Patrick. Um, and then also we got uh, Wendy McKenna returns as Sister Mary Robert. Maggie Smith returns as Mother Superior. Uh, new to the cast, we got. Uh, Three of the four men in here already passed away. Oh, uh, James no. Coburn was Mr. Crisp. Michael Jeter, Father Ig- Igna- Ignatius. Yes. Yeah, Ignatius. Ignatius. Right? Yeah. yeah, I love him, Michael Jeter. Um, yeah, he he passed away also. I didn't know he died. Damn. Oh yeah, like early two thousands mm. or two thousand six, maybe two thousand six. I feel he teaches uh, math. And then the guy who I call Buzz because he's like, wasn't he the grandfather in like Blossom or something? He also uh, passed away. Father. Thomas? Father okay. Maurice. Oh. Yeah, Bernard Hughes. Yeah, Father Maurice. Oh. Um, 
The yeah. main principal dude. Yes. Him. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The oldest one. Mm, right. Wendy's boyfriend. And, um, and then the the students, the kids here. We got Rita Watson played by Miss Lauren Hill. Oh my uh, God. Alana Ubach plays Maria, and Ryan Toby from City High plays Amal. I think we could leave it at that for now. I mean, that's that's Jennifer much Love your, Hewitt? your main characters. Jennifer Love Hewitt. I mean, she's got like one line. Like, what are we gonna wear? I think that's all she says. No, oh my God, sir, you are ser- seriously lacking her. Uh, uh, she said it's okay when they were walking out of the performance. No, uh, she also um, didn't she sing? Didn't she try to sing when they did "Mary Had a Little Lamb"? Nah, no, that nah. was the uh, Maria. Yeah. And she, I thought she, I thought she gave her, I thought she had a chance to, but I do remember <laughs> hearing the love boat, the yeah. love boat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that one was uh, Maria. For summer fun. Mm-hmm. I don't think, um, yeah, Jennifer Love Hewitt. She didn't, she didn't have any singing scenes that I remember because she was there to be like the pretty face, always doing her makeup in class. Yeah. Um, yeah so a little bit another recognizable face. Too. And the girl from uh, the Players Club. It was cool uh, what it one? was, but it wasn't all that. The one that got um, sexually assaulted in the Players Club. I forgot her name. <laughs> um, I forget, too. Are you talking about the one who sings She's his eyes on the sparrow? No, no, no. Oh, Mia from, Mia from yeah, uh, yeah, Best yeah, Man. Yeah. yeah, I know who you're talking oh, about. Oh, yeah, Monica Calhoun. Okay, is that her she name? She doesn't oh, have okay. a name in it. She's um, just a classroom person. Yeah, I'm like, she's like an extra back... She was like one of the background singers or something, right? But yeah, she was singing with them when they were like, "Come to yeah, the chorus, right, right, the mighty." <laughs> <right>. <laughs> you ready? You ready to go off? Or- <laughs> yeah, she is. She is. She's like, "Let's get into this so I can sing." Um, all right, just a little refresher on the story. Uh, Sister Mary Clarence, uh, aka Dolores, she is asked by the nuns to come back. Well, not really come back because this is actually a, a different school. This isn't um, the the convent, you know, from uh, the first movie. But she comes back to a school that she actually needs to attend. That is, um, we don't find out that it's shutting down yet. But the nuns are asking for her assistance to kind of get these kids right. And that's pretty much it, really. Like, okay, are we are we are we going into it yet, or are you just setting up? Not yet, not okay. yet. I'm still setting up. My bad. Um, so, so start with Shayna. Shayna, you're um, uh, new on this review because you you weren't in the first one. But uh, what was your history with this one? Part two. Uh, you know, I've watched it a few times growing up. It's been one of those movies you watch in the classroom in elementary school whether or with family and yeah i mean that's that's really my connection to sister act too um Mm -hmm. unlike you guys i didn't really get a refresher before going in so i'm just like taking a blast you know having a blast to the past right now and okay recounting that way but yeah i mean i love that movie for sure it's a classic word what, what about you, Devin? Oh, man, I had this on VHS. I would watch this at least twice on every weekend. Like, I love this shit. Like, I even had, like, I made up my own, like, canon about it. Like, where, like, I would be Amal's, like, little brother. And, like, <laughs> they would feature Aww. me. And I could, like, come in and sing, like, and help them, like, like Sister Act 3. Like, it was I, it was deep. I love this fucking movie. Aww, okay, Oh, right, that's uh, really cute. I know, right? What about you, Sydney? <laughs> Um, I like how to, I really love this movie as well. I always wondered like why 
my dad couldn't have been in this one instead of the first one with Lauren Hill. Um, mm. But yeah, I definitely really enjoyed this movie a lot. Um, seen it a bajillion times, and I know all the songs. So yeah, um, to to answer your question, like uh, it. Yeah, well, what role would he play? You know what I mean? Because yeah, he was oh, a I lieutenant. Mean, of course, there yeah, was yeah. no, there was no space for him in this movie. But I'm just saying, me as like a six year old, that doesn't really matter. It's right, like, right. No, <laughs> you're, you're right. <laughs> with Lauren, with like, Lauren Hill, like with Lauren Hill, right, <laughs> exactly. right. He so could have been Lauren Hill's dad. He could have been her dad. Like yeah. that yeah, could have been go. how he did it. Like, was she Lauren he Hill at been this point? One of the fathers. Yeah, that would have been a nice was, nod to the first movie. Yeah, she was Lauren Hill then. Though. Oh, yeah. okay. This I didn't know. I don't know music. Was already started. Or what if he rolled up in like a patrol vehicle and it's like, you kids need to get back back home. You know, stop standing on the corner. You know. That could have worked too. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? There, there were options. There was there was ways yeah. we could have we could have worked this opportunities. out. Right? Because <laughs> you wanted a picture of Lauren Hill holding you as a baby. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, for me, you know, it's kind of everything that's already been. Uh, I'm just gonna echo everything you guys said. Uh, I, I grew up watching this movie as well. Every, anytime it was on the TV, I'd watch it. Not one that I owned, but I don't think I owned the first movie as well. I do now, though. I got the double disc. Um, uh, obviously, very uh, memorable uh, songs. I talked about how in the first movie, uh, it, it was probably the inspiration for me to go into choir. So this one was no different. You know, um, th- this is about a choir. Uh, in in this movie, Dolores turns a music class into a choir. So, um, but uh, Devin, is there something you wanted to start off with before just kind of jumping in? Yeah. So like, well they come to get her to help them right like right. they have no plan they're just like come help us no time frame like w- like they're just like there was no form of action i'd have been like yeah like i'm not doing that you mean like what are you saying that there, there was no setup no like the the nut like when they get her to the saint francis and she's talking to mother superior uh, Wendy, mm-hmm. she's like, you just talking about like a week, right? And she's like, let's not restrict ourselves to a time frame. Right. And I'm like, nigga, nigga, yeah. nigga, what? Like, <laughs> and she said, like, I'm, I'm, like, I'm hot right now. I'm in these streets. And she's right. like, a, a career you might not have if you weren't like used to some other friends or whatever the hell she said. I'm like, but I want to enjoy my success, bitch. Like, I'm just saying, like, I would have been like, nah, bro, you got to give me like. Uh, itinerary, what's going on? They just, they just <laughs> had faith that something would happen. Like that, they, they had no plan whatsoever going into this. I mean, I'm, I'm not a religious person, but isn't, isn't that kind of what faith is? Like you yeah. don't really count things out; you just let things happen, right? And so also, just... I feel like she like feels obligated to kind of go with the flow because, you know, they looked out for her, and she has a, a space in her heart for these nuns. So she's gonna do what she got to do, you know. Look, I've already yeah. said that I'm not shit. Like, I mean, I feel like we all are okay with that. But, now nah, you got to give me a time frame I need. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> charity starts at home. So, that's how I look at mm-hmm. it. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, I, I'm assuming neither of you guys, uh, aside from um, Sydney, well, you, you were in the first review. But I thought it was, like, a, a really, like, um, a big contrast from, like, the first movie where she was, like, in Reno and like not hot at all now she's in vegas she, she's got like all these people that are coming to see her so i thought that was really interesting too uh to kind of open up that way 
So okay, so we we get to St. Francis. Oh wait, wait, wait! Um, I'm sorry. I, I got one yeah. thing. We got to talk okay. about the best line of the entire movie. Right now, okay. Yeah, well, it's it's in the very beginning of the movie when they're walking oh. backstage. God is good, but can He get you your own dressing room? And I'm like, that's lit! Like, I love that line. I don't know why. I just love it so much. Like, as, it it is. I mean, that, that nigga, I like mean, that I nigga is so real. I'm like, I feel him. I feel him. Like, I love the Lord, but you know, I need these perks backstage. Okay. I need a hundred, a hundred red gummy bears, please. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's it's a good line. Mm-hmm. Sorry, sorry. Go ahead. I just love that line. All right. No problem. Um, all right, so so we get to the school, and you know it's uh, it's actually the old school that uh, that she used to attend. Um, I do like like her scene with Mother Superior here in the beginning, just because like me and Sydney kind of talked about how it seemed a little like 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 a conflict of um, you know perhaps like a racial thing in the first movie, mm-hmm. you know with Dolores coming in like this one I. I, I like how Mother Superior, like, they are, like, friends. It seems like it's definitely been some time uh, it has passed, you know, so now, like, all the nuns have missed her because uh, they are definitely happy to see her because I don't think these kids are that bad for them to be like, all right, we, we've exhausted all options. We need to get Dolores to help us out. You know what I mean? Well, they're bad. Mm-hmm. No, they're bad, though. Yeah, they, they, are, they are awful. Like, look what they did to her. <laughs> I mean, honestly, whenever I w- watch, like, when the kids, when they were bad, they w- wasn't trying to fuck with um, Dolores or any of the other nuns. I was thinking, like, because I, I grew up going to Catholic school. We mm-hmm. weren't taught right. by nuns, but we, I, th- none of that would have been happening at my school. Like, I just don't really Same. know about, like, the bad, okay. the bad school kids, like, that wasn't something that was realistic for me. So watching that stuff, like the way that all the music was balled up into spitballs on the ceiling, <laughs> and then they're just in there having a party. They got the speaker going. You know what I'm saying? They like doing right. each other's hair and shit. It's like this is not a realistic depiction of like Catholic who's, like, school. Who school is this? Right? Yeah. Like whose Catholic school is this? If anyone, the Catholic school kids was had the most strict teachers because you know nuns usually ain't playing that shit. So yeah. right, and they try to keep uh, them okay. Catholic schoolgirls from thotting out you in these streets, right? Even though they be thotting the hardest, yeah. the nuns. No, the no, Catholic, Catholic schoolgirls. School I know, right? That was the one like uh, drawback of going to a Christian school. Is that well, we still had thotties. Never mind. Yeah, don't play. Yeah, Come say, on, oh, especially especially on those especially on those retreats, time. you know, for the cat for the Christians. <laughs> but I went to Catholic school too, and I had nuns teaching me, so that. Mm. You know, it was none of I that. I remember when I was in the eighth grade and, like, people started having hormones. Like, I know boys and girls that would go up to the bathroom in the church. Because, like, the church was, like, on top of our school. And we were downstairs. So they would, like, go away to the far away, like, church bathroom to hook up. You, you didn't go there, mm. though, right? No, I would mm-hmm. never. Like, I'm I'm a Christian. I'm a virgin. I don't have time for those type of things. So. Sh- Shana? No? Absolutely not. Like, I, I I feel y'all. You know, it's just not a part of that. It wasn't a part mm-hmm. of that life. Um, my grandma had me on a very tight. That's right. You know, so y'all sound Rain like perfect black women. I I get it. I'm, we are. There we go. Mm-hmm. There we go. Peter, All were right. you out just slang, slanging that thing? <laughs> uh, I didn't go to. I mean, in high school in general. Oh. Oh well, we're not here to discuss. See, that. I went. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, no. It, it was it was never like that. No. Okay. That's right, right Peter. Um, well, because the thing is, most of the girls I dated back in school never went to my school. I dated girls outside of my school. Oh, okay. That's, that's a, that's you can't be, you can't be you held out at school. From another school. Right? Well, Lena, I mean, you gotta like, have a boyfriend at another school. Something, <laughs> well, someone, the, the thing someone was, like, rare, um, you know? Someone rare. Yeah, someone want, cooler because yeah. you went to some other school. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, a, a lot of the girls that, that I knew in school, like, I, I had known for years from, like, middle school and stuff like that. So. Mm. You know, um, yeah, but most of the girls I, I hooked up with were uh, w- went to other high schools, so I, I yeah, I am um, was not about that life, I guess. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so we were all Christians so, here. That's good. Well, or I'm sorry, Buddhist. Right, <laughs> right, right, my B, my B. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, uh, what I do uh, find funny is that um, yeah, they don't, they don't, the, the nuns, they don't fill Dolores in about like anything. She has no idea what's going on. I mean, they they pretty much lied to her. They omitted a bunch of things, um, and like uh, Mother Superior basically shames her, you know. So I, I do like that. I, I found that scene pretty funny. Speaking of Game of Thrones, sister slap a bitch, walking much shame. Shame, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of, you know, TV shows, one of the nuns, I don't know which one, is actually um, the the lady who plays the nun on Orange is the New Black. Wait, which nun did you say? W- one of the nuns. I, I don't, I don't, I, I just saw her in the credit, you know, she was wearing like the, you know, the, the uh, uniform from like Orange is the New Black. I was like, oh, she's in here too? And clearly, I guess she plays one of the nuns. I just don't know oh, which one. Oh, you mean the only nun in Orange is the New Black? The one who's, yes. who's, um, who was like... She was a radical Yeah, like she was 70s. a radical nun, right. And, and who was she? She, she? And she was in Sister Act playing a nun? She, she was in one and two. Maybe she's a real nun. Uh... You think so? Okay. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that's but, like that's like literally typecast info yo ass though, um, for real. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. it, it really is. It's, you know, she probably um, like auditioned. I was like, well, I was in Sister Act one and two as a nun. Mm-hmm. So they're like, okay, that's that's Beth good Fowler <laughs> is her name. That's right. Yep. So I I couldn't place her in the movies. Like I was trying to look for her after I saw her uh, in the credits for the first movie. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out. Well, she had to be in that performance, right? Like or no? All of her photos on IMDb are from Orange Is the New Black. Yeah, I mean that's probably yeah. I I don't know what else she's been in, but um, I mean that's kind of what she's known for now. Yeah. Um, what did you guys think about? Okay, so we, I guess while Dolores is being walked to the music class, we also find out that apparently Sister Mary Patrick is a sex ed teacher mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought she had one of the funniest lines. Uh, she was like, "You don't have to bite the donut to know it's sweet." Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like oh, what? Oh, that, that's so good. clearly, Sandra was like the class thotty. Like, what do you think? Like, questions she wanted to ask her. Which one was Sandra? The one, I don't think the one I that they all volunteered. Like, you can't answer any questions about sex. Like the one that they're talking about in that class. Oh, isn't that the only time they show her too, though? Yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying, like, clearly she's a thotty because everybody like she she has her sucking dick. Like right. that's what I got from it. <laughs> <laughs> that was shaming her. They yeah. was sex shaming her. Probably was. I mean, I would never do that because I am a feminist. Hmm. Yeah, let's not let's not talk about that on she here. She was probably getting it in. Uh huh. Uh-huh. I'm like, what? But seriously though, what can they talk about? Like, I don't even know. Like, I don't know nuns, but can they talk about that stuff? Yeah, I mean, it's 
It's a funny scene just to see Sister Mary uh, uh, Patrick being the the teacher. I I couldn't tell you, you know, um, because like it seems you know maybe it's just health class and that that just happens to be the curriculum at the time. Because mm. I can't imagine like one class dedicated to like sex ed. Mm. But you don't really learn about sex so. and sex ed though, right? So. I mean, I never had a sex ed class all through my entire matriculation. I did, and it was bullshit, so. you know? It definitely <laughs> it definitely wasn't when I was in Catholic school, though. Catholic school was no. a more, it was something called a life course, and that stood for, like, love, mm. infatuation, friendship, and exploitation, you know? A very politically <laughs> correct way to do things. Not really I sex like ed, but, mm-hmm. yeah. They will like do things like Wait, that. what did the I stand for? Infatuation. Yeah, okay. and they claim that if you had a relationship that had a big I and a little F, which meant lots of infatuation and a little bit of friendship. And a little friendship. That would that lead more good. to exploitation. Whereas if you had a lot of friendship and a little infatuation, it would lead to That love. would lead to love. That's the I'm life about course. That I. I am yeah. all about that eye. Yeah, it'll get you fucked up, mm. you know, a lot. Yep, that'll, yeah, the eye will have you <laughs> fucked up out here. <laughs> uh, what do you guys think about the introduction of the class? Uh, I know, Sydney, you mentioned like a bunch of like, uh, they're like spitballing all the music sheets up onto the ceiling. Right. She's like, where are you guys' music books? And everyone's like, huh. <laughs> it's really it's the, I- music, the music ass. I was oh, annoyed right. yeah, the by the. Ass. I was annoyed by the bad class. I was ready for them to turn good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, on watching this, um, Frankie was like really cringeworthy as a character. Yo, like, he's like really your mama, the appropriation like, was just too much for you. <laughs> Peter's like, mm. no, I don't like this. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of uh, he's one of my but favorite no, characters. The only I love reason why I liked it was because you know the black boys wasn't really having that. Like they was constantly checking him because of Especially how he acted. So that's why yeah. I was yeah. like okay with it. It's like it was obviously a caricature, and they were calling out the fact that we ain't going for that like shut right. up not over here yeah but i still felt like when i was a kid like uh frankie still seemed to be like one of like the head uh, of you know the music group yeah you know i feel like I mean? he was he was he had he had some uh leadership in there i liked him a lot i'll be friends with frank k <laughs> hey, hey. Oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah they did like him though but still they would check him still I felt, yeah. I felt the checking was there. So what? Okay, so what were they saying? Cold beans, hey, and collard greens, or is it old beans? Cold beans, hey, and collard greens, hey. Cold See, beans. I know that from the the hey. Timberland song. I don't, I don't. Really? Oh, I don't know the Timberland. Yeah, song. What I was about song? to say only thing. Oh, it it was uh, it was when it was Timberland and Magoo. It is when I heard, I heard that. Oh, I, I think they're saying cold beans though. Okay, there we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then they start ranking on each other. That's fantastic. So who are some of the kids that we meet? We talked about Frank K, uh, Amal. We um, kind of just uh, touched on it a little bit. Um, Amal, for those that maybe remember the song, um, I forgot the name of the song, but it was uh, with City High, you know, when he was on that in that group. Yeah. Yeah. It was mm-hmm. the, the really sad one, like, about leaving your yeah. baby at home or some shit what while you go be a stripper. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's the one. Yeah, it was on the life soundtrack. And the only way to yeah, feed him is to... Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was about like prostitution, Sleep, just yeah. living a really Sleep hard with life. A man for a and you know bit Nessa, of money. who was in daddy's that band. gone. 
in and out of lockdown. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what would you do? But uh, his name is Amal Unjomo Jamayao, which means he who is spirited and long-winded. Yes. He um, <laughs> is the woke one, you know? Right, right. He's, he's woke. Mm-hmm. He's too woke. They he's didn't know. They didn't know he was a little a little guy with such a big voice at first. Though. But see, yeah. another thing that I appreciated about that too is that you know, I feel like a lot of niggas want to be woke now in 2017, but niggas wasn't really woke like that in the 90s. Like there were some people, you know, the act the activists and all that kind of stuff. There always are in any in any decade, but. I feel like I will, I like seeing that on TV, you, you know, in a movie and stuff like that because he was really trying to drop knowledge, you know, even though he was kind of doing the most. I was about to say he's not teaching his, class, his classmates wasn't really trying to hear him, Thank but you. I'm saying I appreciate them trying to show that, right. you know, trying to show that aspect and him being a young brother who wasn't trying to be held down and be peer pressured by his peers who wasn't who was trying to silence and that's usually how it goes you know when when you do have that woke person it's like they don't really want to hear that right (laughs) they don't want to hear that yeah I would be like, shut the fuck up, nigga. Like that. That would be me. <laughs> yeah, I get the sense. You know, I bet yeah. you would. I yeah, bet. I'd be like, man, yeah, you, you don't hear Frank K. rapping? Like, hello there, miss. And let me get an introduction. He's like, man, can't you see? Uh, let's keep your own thing. I'm gonna take your girl if you ain't careful. I was like, get him, Frank K. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Oh lord. All right. Uh, any of the other kids uh, stick out? I think they're pretty much all fillers. Um, what I I did learn in a little bit of research here, this one was actually produced by Disney. So you had uh, a lot of kids that were like um, part of like uh, uh, Mickey. Wait, Disney Incorporated or no Kids Incorporated or something? A bunch of they came from like Disney shows. The Mickey and, Mouse you know, Club. Kids. Mickey Mouse Club, absolutely. You know, Jennifer Love Hewitt was part of the Mickey Mouse Club. Um, some of the other people I'm kind of forgetting some of the names but that was actually kind of interesting to see so after a while again I, I mentioned Dolores she decides to uh, turn this uh, music class into a choir uh, which I thought was kind of interesting that that they didn't even have a choir to begin with because like one of the things that I thought um, that, that this has been going on for the years but arts you know is, is, is something um, that schools often, um, you know, like kind of cut funding for. Mm-hmm. They they start dropping classes. So this, I I thought it was interesting. At 1993, they they didn't have a choir. The music class is like, I'm surprised it was still around. Um, Devin, you currently work at a school. Like, what what is the the arts there like? Like, it's is it struggling or is it? Yeah, like the funding is mostly cut. Like, like when I was growing up, we always had like some type of a elective where it's like music class library all that stuff but nowadays it's like there's so much prepping going on going towards standardized tests that you really barely have time for any of that like other stuff like you're basically struggling to just get like 30 minutes of like outside time for the kids nowadays honestly so so you're the kids at your school don't have a music class is that what you're telling me right now accurate do they Mm. have an art class no what? No art what, either. What, huh? what? What are the classes that they take? So they just take straight academic classes all day. You like, have you have you have like PE time. That's it. Like that's what you have time for. Yeah. Oh, P- did hell you say PE no. time? Yeah. Yeah, physical oh education. My God, like, that is so sad. I I literally I could not 
that's horrible. I had you know that would I, really explain why there's so many student like there's a lot of students. I bet most students that are like struggling to really just connect, get the material that's being taught in school is probably because they don't have those creative outlets to really, well, like, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Well, so much, yeah. not so much is riding on that. like passing tests to get like moving forward and like school grades. It's like you really can't focus on the other stuff. So that's like the first stuff that goes. That's really unfortunate. I mean, I I hear this, but I I still was thinking, like, you know, they probably, maybe they don't have all the luxurious resources in art class, but they still have art. You know, that's kind of how I was thinking when I think about cutting funding. They don't even have the class. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. For for the, uh, you know, for the people of our generation, definitely, um, you know, fight for your school district to to make sure that they try to keep that stuff in school. Uh, my son is in choir. Like his choir teacher is the same teacher I had all four years, and I just went to um, their last performance the other day, and um, it's always a joy to go in there, uh, just because I have such fond memories uh, as a student being in choir and stuff. And I was impressed that their senior solos, most of the kids that went up and performed, um, uh, I would say eighty percent of them played their own instrument on top of singing a song that's amazing so, yeah, yeah so i was really impressed so um you know you gotta get out there support the kids i mean this is uh, a sort of outlet and you know music is uh, very expressive and and this movie it it, it shows all of that you well know? let's and, not be let's not just, they also are taking this class like, for just because it's easy though like that's that's why they're actually taking it it's easy yeah but then it's like you need that creative outlet because not everybody is going to be math or right like mm-hmm. the, everyone's not into math or writing and if you're spending all your time prepping for these standardized tests they ain't even gonna remember that shit after they take I the used test to it's really like oh go- here's how you take the t- like here's some you know tips on how to pass this test you pass it you get to the you get promoted and then what you don't even run but some of my some of my art projects from like middle school and stuff like that like my mom still has that stuff because i would devote so much time i would like really go above and beyond for the stuff that i cared about like my music class projects like Mm. i did a whole i did an interview with winton marcellus for a fucking music pro like music project when i was in you know when i was younger so i just feel like if you're passionate about this stuff regardless if it's, if it's an easy class or not, you're gonna go all out, you know, to to make sure Hon- that it's good and successful. Honestly, like if we're going towards like high school, you have like performing arts schools now to focus on that stuff. If you like, you're really interested in that. Like I yeah. know here we do. Oh yeah. So like yeah, the students that are like really focusing on like the arts, acting, music, uh, stuff like that. They, they go to, like, performing arts high schools. Yeah, they, they do go to it. high school, but what if you didn't get a chance to try it and see if you liked it during middle school and right. elementary? It's not a perfect system. No. It's fucked up. No, yeah. But it's, you see, it, it like, is. even in this movie, like, when they weren't getting taught the music, stuff like that, they wasn't giving a fuck. You know, they was that was their free period. But once they started getting into it, they were actually trying. Like, they wanted to clean up their space. They wanted to, like, you know, then we get into our movie montage, and they mm-hmm. wanted to, like, practice and be doing all the things. They get passionate about it. They get worked up about it. So, I mean, I don't know. I just, I feel like... It's something it's to be said about music class. I still yeah, remember my. I still remember the songs they taught me when I was in music class. I swear. Oh yeah, I I, I do too. Um, 
they we even had like uh, one term where we were actually learning how to play like very very basic stuff on the keyboard and i could still play the beverly hills cop uh, uh theme you know the axel f song uh, on the keyboard till this day and See? you know we're talking about Twenty mm-hmm. years ago, y'all got you know? like y'all had like very like good music class. You know what I remember about music class? Sleeping, M- musical chairs, nigga. That's what I remember playing <laughs> in music class. That's what we yeah. played. That shit, that shit was lit. Like the, we was yeah, out here like my music here. teacher was coming in with newly like freshly written verses for us. Like we were learning. Like he was making songs up. See, us. since I went to I went to Catholic school, and we would sing during mass. Like, oh yeah, that the, that the was middle it. school kids, we would sing during <laughs> mass too. So like, we would learn songs for church, yeah, and all types of stuff like that. That sounds like, like I hell. Didn't, I I went with the art side when I got to high school, so mm. I didn't stick with the music part. But um, yeah, mm. I definitely was up in the choir, like singing the hymnals. Mm. Mm-hmm. Those hymnals, those hymnals were watered down though, and we had to try very hard to liven it up. Like I was a part of choir for that to like give it some life. We didn't and get it. We didn't get an opportunity to liven it up. We had to keep it cute and classical. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of the same thing here. Because um, a lot of the music classes and even being choir, it is simple. Like I know some people they'll um, join it and just kind of like mouth words during performances and stuff like that. But a lot of kids they don't they don't understand that it's also comes down to participation a lot of your points and your grade is also participation Mm -hmm. so um i do like you know dolores coming in here and kind of stepping it up and that's the only way to kind of get their attention and yeah we do find out that it's a required class and so rita uh ms lauren hill she's not having none of it she's the only one that walks out like nobody wants to join her yo Um, that that joke was so funny like, she thought that everybody was about to have her back, and right. then it was just like, "No, nah, I gotta pass this class." Even her homeboy, uh, the rapper the Frank K, he sketch. was like, yeah. "No, not Frank K, sketch. sketch." Yeah, um, the actual like, you know, the fire rapper. Um, he was like, I "Nah, you. Rita, I gotta, I gotta pass this class. Like, I can't afford to lose this yo, class." Yo, so. did y'all catch how like he was like, "Yo, sis, I can't afford to fail this class," and she was like, "You better tell your friends you can't afford to fail this class." What the fuck they got to do with my grade? Like, I be like, let, let, them, <laughs> let them niggas go. Like, that ain't got shit to do with me. Like, them limb leaving has nothing to do with me. But yeah, my parents wouldn't be placed. That's what Tyler said. Mm. <laughs> they used to brag on him too. Mm. What do you think about the um, the? I guess at this point it's not really quite a relationship, but um, you know, what, what do you guys think about like the Rita and Dolores um, dynamic here? Well, clearly it's like adversarial, so like you know, yeah. it really is. Yeah, I like on this watch, and I don't know if it's me being a parent, but I felt that like um, the dynamic between the two characters is like very similar to like Rita and her mother. Yeah, you know, her, no, her it mother's, is. They're trying to show, like, the juxtaposition between the two because, you know, Dolores is about to come in with this mother quality that she's not getting from Mm -hmm. her own mom. So, and she sees that right off the bat, so she has to be defensive, you know, initially because she's, you know, she's her mother's child. She doesn't want to admit to anyone else that her mom is so overbearing and like doing all the bullshit so she has to you know shine on and make it seem like 
you know, her mom is right. And But it's like the more that she's around Dolores and she sees how much fun everyone else is having and stuff like that, she wants to be a part of it. She's intrigued, but she's still trying to, like, you know, keep her hard exterior. Mm. Like, whatever they're doing is right. So, yeah. yeah. I, I can't believe how good Lauren Hill was in this movie mm. uh, for it being, like, her first uh, debut. Mm. Um, I don't know if she's in any other movie, but she killed it. Like, I, I buy her as Rita. Um, and it's sad as hell that we don't really get, like, Lauren Hill, like, anymore at all. And she's still, you know, she's not, not not doing like her thing or something. Like she's not like making music anymore. No, she's no. she's she's not making new music. But I mean, she does when she performs. She puts on a great show. But what what I will say about this is I, you know, the Miseducation of Lauren Hill came out years after this um, movie mm-hmm. came out. But I always always think about the song um, Zion. And how she's talking about how everybody is, like, focused on her career and all this kind of stuff. But she chose to kind of do her own thing and have the baby and, like, fuck what everybody else talking about. I feel like during this movie, she was, like, in the machine. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, she was in the career mode. Like, I'm an actress. I'm a singer. I'm a this. I'm a that. I don't really think... While she had a great performance, I don't really think that Lauren Hill, the real person, was, like, enjoying herself and having, like, the greatest time and all that kind of stuff. I feel like she was probably just going through the motions and, like, you know, it was a great experience, great exposure, great for her career. But I don't really think that that's necessarily her, you know her passion or anything like that like I think that she's good just like chilling being super low key and just singing whenever like you know really making her own calling her own shots and all that kind of stuff so it's interesting that she was able to put on such a good performance when I don't think that she was really like you know committed she got yeah committed to becoming an actress and like doing the whole thing I think she was just like I said going through the motions so you know but she did do a great job and she was totally Rita like I mean Mm -hmm. you know the the demeanor the body language how she was walking like all that my sister was like low-key dressing like her from this Mm -hmm. movie because um you know we went to private school or whatever so like my sister's uniform was just like that but my sister started wearing like her sweaters like oversized but she would like roll up her skirt so her skirt would be short and then she was wearing her braids with the high ponytail you know Mm -hmm. coming down like that like iconic uniform swag in this movie like for sure did she wear boots too she had all the she couldn't wear the too. boots oh, like okay. we had uniform shoes but oh. i'm sure she would have worn the boots if she could have um so we already kind of touched on like uh the um the the new music class you know because this is when they change it into a choir uh rita has like you know uh, separated herself from from the group and is a uh, kind of a bit of an outcast uh, outcast outcast and um what you guys think about the uh, Mrs. Watson? Which which part? The part there on the roof and like uh, uh, in general. I mean, you can see the struggle in her because she's like watching them, and you like she like feels sad. But we don't at this point we don't know why she feels sad. 
until like the whole like uh she goes she pulls up at her house i feel like that's when we find out that why she's sad not until like dolores comes to her house right or 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 is it when when she sings his eyes on the sparrow yeah yeah that where she's like when they can sing she can really sing yeah and because she overheard her telling okay yeah so that's when you find out like what the real what the real thing is right you know that uh yeah the um Okay, so it's called Eyes of the Sparrow? His Eyes on the Sparrow. His his Eyes on the Sparrow. That scene, like, I've always remembered that scene being, like, really good and um, really um, showcasing her talents and stuff. But, like, this almost almost made me, like, tear up. Oh, look at you, Peter. Yeah. Because you know, it's no, so beautiful. No, Deadass made me almost tear up when I just watched it back earlier today. Like, her voice is just so freaking good. Like, Is the other oh girl, like, is she anything or not? No, the other girl is good too. I feel no, like I'm both saying of them like she's somebody like, like in music. I, I feel like she had had to have had some kind of musical career, but I just don't. I can't place it right now in my in my mind. Um, Peter, but I don't know. You're the music guy. Um, I'm not familiar with her. Oh, okay. Uh, I know, I think, well, her name was Tanya or something like that. Uh, I yeah, tried Tanya. L- I'm looking her at her page yeah. now. I don't recognize her, but... Yeah, she had, like, that right. complete 90s hair, though, like, where it was, like, like almost like a, a hat on her head. Like, it didn't move. She looks like she should have been in, like, Escape or, like... Total or something. Total or some shit, yeah. I love that cereal. They said that she had <laughs> a, um, an album. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So so did the girl that actually started the the whole um you you know if you want to be somebody oh Val- yeah. Valeria Andrews if you wanna yeah she she went on to somebody. do music too oh okay if you wanna oh. go somewhere go ahead might as well you better wake up and pay <laughs> attention there you go um, that's a great scene uh, that obviously we start that that's the start of the montage basically mm-hmm. you know the. Uh, the, the new class and all of that. Uh, so let's jump to the performance of uh, Happy Day. Devin, I think you... Did you comment on this uh, scene? Oh, uh, I mean, this is the greatest part of the entire fucking movie. And every time it's on, I got to watch it at least five times. Like, last night, I rewound it five times. Like, I was like... <laughs> I got, and it's only like a minute, so it's just like... Okay, before we even get there, like, you... Again, this... They have no plans whatsoever. Like they're just saying la la la. Like they're they're not even actually practicing the song. So I'm like, what did she expect from them when they were actually performing in front of the whole school? Because only no, they were practicing the song, just not in the montage. And then she's well, they have the part where she's like one on one tutoring him. He's like, he's like, you got to repel me. And like he's like, oh happy day. Like yeah, like that was okay. But I'm just like, dang, like. She when he shocks her when he hits that high note, and she's like, "Oh, where did that come from?" So like, even she wasn't expecting that. Like, I was just like, "Right." Like they had no plan, which we'll we'll further get into the movie about them not having plans. But you know, I enjoy it. Well, I mean, I I buy I buy the scene. I mean, you said it. It's like one of the best scenes in the movie. Um, you know, having been, been in choir, like yeah, the teacher often does that. You know, like yeah, repel off of me. Um, like they went through the motions. I I, I feel like they were all just kind of. Just like, all right, well, we're we're doing just enough, and so like in the in the live performance, I think Dolores is just like, all right, you know, the the la la las, those are typically exercises, and I feel that was supposed to kind of hype them up a little bit. Yeah, and then and it once did. the crowd, yeah, and once the crowd got into it, that's when Amal, you know, got into it, and then I think that's where he just kind of like went off 
and did his own thing. You know what the best so part about that is, though? Like, when he's like, uh, Whoopi's like, y'all gonna have to do better than this. Like, the whole time, Lauren Hill's like, this nigga is choking. Like, do you see yes. her? She's just like, <laughs> yes. she's just shaking her head like, this nigga ain't got it. You should have let me. The whole time she in the back like, mm, mm, mm. Uh, Look at this nigga. Look uh, at this nigga. This woke ass nigga fucking up. Right. It was, it was fantastic. Yeah, I love it. Oh, happy day. Yeah. Oh, happy day. Oh, happy day. He didn't he didn't really break it down until we got to the bridge and mm. then, you know, he wanted to go off after that. Uh Peter, did you know Jesus washed? Excuse me? He washed your sins he away. Taught me oh. How, oh, he taught me how to wash. To wash to wash. To wash. Night and day. N- uh, night and day. What did he do after that? Then he told me how to live. Rejoice. Rejoice. Yeah, I can't really hit those soprano notes. I have to stay in my range, you know, but it's all right. Mm-hmm. Um, very Shana, good. Are you sweating, Shayna? What are you like? <laughs> Peter's like, no, I, I'm, literally laying well, I'm down looking right at Shayna. Like, uh, <laughs> like, like <laughs> Shayna, what's good? Oh, bro? I thought you were. I, th- I thought you were judging us, Peter. Like, look, they are musical people. Like those niggas. Like, look at them singing. <laughs> Shayna, are you sleep for real? Like, <laughs> Shayna, I can't hear you. Hello. Oh, her uh, mic's out. Okay, um, what did you guys think about the the scene where the nuns find out that uh, apparently, like, over 20 years ago, St. Francis actually used to compete in the all-state competition and actually won, I think, like, at least, like, two trophies or something. That's why they say you have to walk by faith and not by sight, because clearly they're not having plans worked out, and they're like, we have a plan now, so. Well, I thought that, um, I don't know. I didn't know why why no one else knew about this competition that they had before like i'm not sure why that why it was like that but i mean i was glad that they had a plan that they could you know do something to save the school but i was just wondering why like no one knew about this well i felt like they were um i don't think the plan was to win and save the school initially like i I thought they were just going to go out with a bang like you know what? why not like let's just go do the competition since we're closing you know what i mean yeah and so i don't i don't I, I didn't get the impression that they thought that they could save the school until a little bit later um but it made me think like well how long ago was dolores at that school like maybe she should have known right because she used to go to that school mm-hmm. right so i don't know how old dolores is uh, dolores is but i'm assuming mid to late 30s so that places her Plus you know, about the time huh no, no, I was I was making an age joke. Oh, right. Okay. So uh, let's see here. So uh, Rita's mom wants her to drop out because I guess her dad died trying to sing. Right. Your daddy died still trying to make it. Yo, mm-hmm. this scene was so disturbing. Like she's just literally like in her room with like an MP3 or well, tape recorder back then. And then her mom like acts like she found her with crack. Like, yeah, it was seriously. Like, it her was mom like, act like like singing was little. Singing does not put food on the table. Singing does not pay the bills. Like, why are you so angry? Why are you taking out all your aggressions towards your dead husband on your daughter who's actually fi as fuck? Like, 
and, it, and it's for school. Like, right. <laughs> she's like, stop doing for this for a school. For required class. Right. Yeah. Like, I'm like, what is happening? Like, this makes no she's sense. Like, give whatsoever. me the tape recorder. Yeah, give like, me the, the music sheet. <laughs> right, like you're not doing your homework. But that's like, very, you're not, you're not doing very similar. She, like, took the Walkman away, like it was literally like crack for real. Like she was yeah. like, "Give me that, give me that." Put her hand out, and she's like, "But mom, I just want to sing." It, it's are they not allowed to listen to music? Because when she's braided that lady's hair, like later, that she listens to music. So I'm like, are they not allowed to listen to music in that house? Like, well, she's she, they're they're listening to Rita's tape recorder. Oh, okay. I'm like, she, <laughs> no, she's no. like, she's like, uh, what's his name? The water boy's mom. Singing at the devil. Like, what is wrong with her? Pretty much. It's right. like in, um, yeah. what's that movie, uh, Hairspray, where they weren't allowed to dance. Like, what, what are y'all so, like, <laughs> I guess oh, singing yeah. brings Footloose sin. too, yeah. Never seen it. Okay. Well, yeah. Can y'all hear me? Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, you know, that was like, I feel like. That part with uh, what's her name is uh, what was the Ms. mom? Miss Watson. Rita. Miss Watson. I was Watson. about to say Mo- Moesha's yeah, mom. Like, that's just right. <laughs> that's just D. <laughs> that's just very similar to parents these days too. You know, if it's not if it's not you know a doctor, a lawyer, uh, you know something that's very easy. You not easy to achieve, but just one of those cookie cutter just plain old jobs they don't really want to hear about it anything about the arts it's just like nah I don't I don't agree with that though I feel like you don't agree with what parents being like that these these days days, I don't think that they're like that these days I feel like parents these days are the ones that got everybody out here thinking they can be a a rapper you need to be teaching your kids some goddamn math skills because all your sons are not going to be basketball players football players and fucking rappers like I disagree there are still parents out here that are telling their children nah you can't be a fashion designer you can continue to like pursue your Pursue the med- continue with down the medical field in the medical I, field. Like never I'm blowed that she said that uh, you can't like sing, rap, or play basketball. That's the only way you're supposed to be able to get out the hood, as far as I was told. Like how else are you supposed to get out the hood? Or sell drugs? Up. Oh, man. you could have been an engineer to get out the hood. You could do a lot of things to get out of the hood. Yeah, I I definitely believe that that yeah. There's definitely parents like that. I'm, I'm actually a little guilty of being uh, somewhat kind of like Rita's mom here m- myself. But uh, my oldest, he struggles academically. And so I'm often like, you know, like choir is an elective, you know. I don't want to have to ask you to drop that just to take another class that you might fail, you know. Um, Maybe he's bored. He might need credits. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it seems to be that way because like some of these more required classes like math, you know, um, granted, he did start... um, uh, the freshman math, like his eighth grade year, so, mm-hmm. uh, so he's got the the credits and stuff like that, but he's not turning in work. He's missing assignments, um, or just incomplete work. It's just like there, there's no effort and stuff. So it's there's he and he loves choir so much. So like I feel like Rita's mom sometimes. I'm just like, why are you, like choir? You got an A, you know? Like why you do so good in choir, but you can't, you know, do it in other classes that's actually required. They won't let so. me sing these fractions, nigga. <laughs> like, that's the problem. I know, yeah. I was bad at Three, math. Six, you know, nine. Like four, hey, four thirds of the 12, time, 15, I couldn't 18, get right. 21, 24, 27. Hey, 30. <laughs> you should tell him to do that. Like, memorize all his uh, formulas and songs or something. 
It might work. It might work. Mm. Uh, I did know people who did something like that. Or, um, you know what you should do? Just tell them to take lamb. That's easy. Liberal arts math. That's like, that's a guaranteed oh. A. Okay. Guaranteed. I've never even heard I don't of know liberal that's arts. But I think, I think what Peter is trying to stress is he doesn't want his son taking the easy way out. He wants him to be, oh. you know. Well, if we're talking about point. how we were parented briefly, I would. I feel like sometimes I feel like my mom like was too lax and like on her, you know, you can do whatever you want to do. Like you can be anything you want to be type of shit. Like I wish she would have been a little bit more strict with me because I too have struggled in math like since the third grade. Like I've never been good at math, but I feel like maybe if she would have, you know, been a crack down, just crack that whip just a little bit harder. Maybe I would have like tried to invest more into that than the other stuff that I was obviously already good at. So I feel that, but I just, I just feel like Rita's mom was dead wrong for saying, I mean, it's one thing to say, you know, you can't put all your eggs in a musical basket, but you can still do it. But just to like really be on some shit, like singing is strictly forbidden in this house. Like your kid has an actual talent. Like Mm -hmm. (laughs) not many people are actually, talented and so I feel like it's fucked up to deprive your child of something that they're actually good at and they're they're really passionate about. If she's getting her other shit handled, then then she can do it after that. I can see that logic too. Like if you want to get all your other work done, then do this, cool. But this is not gonna be your number one focus. Like Yeah, it's I mean it sucks because like um she doesn't even give Rita a chance like to show her. Like, you know, go go to one performance. You know? yeah. She doesn't even know she can sing, which we'll get to right. later, which is just oh, yeah. So, yeah, let's jump to, like, the whole, like, um, you know, everyone's uh, going to be taking this trip to the Allstate, uh, which is in the the Valley? Uh, Hollywood. Hollywood. They're oh, in San Francisco. Right. Right. They're going to, yeah. They get to okay. go to Hollywood, you know what I'm saying? Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, kind of looking back when, like, they were all getting excited in the classroom, there's those two girls, like, what about our boyfriends? Like, what about them? Like, what does like, that like, got to do like, with uh, anything? Literally a one-day trip. Yeah. Right? Right. Do, yeah. <laughs> there might be other boys there. Okay. Well, we, yeah, like, there might be some all-boy choirs there. <laughs> I was just like, what, your boyfriend's got nothing to do with your, like, what, they they wanted them to, to attend the performance? Um, But... Yeah, so so Rita has to kind of forge her mom's signature so that way she can go. Um, And I really like this scene, too, because, like, her mom comes home. I don't know what she was going to do because her mom was was acting like nothing. Yeah, she was like, hey, Rita. She was all happy, Rita. Let's turn on the TV. Let's turn on the TV. She's like, it's Friday. You know, I'm in a good mood. Probably (laughs) just got off work. I ain't got no hair appointments tonight in my kitchen stitching station. Like... The best part was like when uh, Rita tells him she's quitting, and then the the older sisters like just give us back our consent form. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. Too, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <I'll be> <laughs> Luckily, she can't. But the thing it. that I thought was like really annoying and draining was the fact that she gonna she gonna quit, come back, quit again, then come, then just pop up at the bus. Like she had all the leeway because she mm-hmm. they knew she was the best singer in the choir. Right. So oh, yeah. she was like going to be able well, to come and go. To go she she went to the house and got the door slammed in her face. Right. She did. Yeah, that, that yeah. did happen. I, how can, uh, like, I know okay, you are. Can we talk about that? Like you can slam the door in a nun's face. Like I've done it to a witness before, but like I don't feel like they represent God. Like <laughs> nuns though, like 
Oh my god! I'm like, you just yeah. slammed the door in a nun's, a nun's face. That's got to be bad. And again, back to the thing. Like, this is for school. This is right. like right. your kid's teacher. Like, this is not just any old like Joe Blow off the side of the fucking road. Like, literally, your kid's teacher. And then the way she was looking at her mom's after after she slammed the door, like they like like having like a stare off. Like, she's like mm-hmm. I hate you, bitch. yeah. She's like, no way. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that man. was a, that was a good look. So then they finally get down to the competition, and Rita's all nervous as fuck and all that kind of stuff. But they're like ready to kill the the kill it, you know. But then also there's this other element of the monks, the priests are coming. But why are they coming? Why are they oh, rushing that to get also there? Also, didn't make any sense. Yeah, the, the 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 thing that this one gives us that the first one didn't. Well, I mean, yeah, there was a villain. But so the they school give board who wanted yeah, the, to shut exactly. the school down. So, so they, the priests were coming to like what intervene with him or so yeah, I the, think, like yeah he found he found the magazine with her right and so they're like so what do you expect me to do and he's like I should call and take us out from the uh, competition he's like no no we'll go down there ourselves what the fuck are you gonna do there like it made no <laughs> sense for them to like travel there. Then when they get there, they change their mind. Like when the fa- he's like, "Your father Maurice, we thought you wasn't coming." And then <laughs> and he's like, "You guys are little angels. Like just like love you guys." And then they throw him in the closet. So I'm like, he's like, "I decided to let them sing." Like that was the point from the beginning because you didn't tell him to take them out the first time. Like when y'all first found it out. So like it was like confusing. Like it didn't make any sense, but I rolled with it. They locked yeah. him in with a with a sausage. Yeah, that's right. They went with the guy from the school board. I forgot like why they were even going down there, but it was because they went with that guy who was trying to shut the whole shit down. Yeah, Mr. Yeah. Crisp. It could have been yeah. like one of those things he he wanted to handle himself, you know. What so is that he gonna way do? He, he gonna slap a bit? He's like, "You're not a real nun." Slap. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Look, I mean, like if you think about it, he um, the I I feel like he's. He he feels like he had been had, so he wanted to kind of uh, you know be there to kind of witness this you know um, you know taking down Dolores you know as, right as the, a the main thing like I'll never forget is like Sister Mary Christ Sister Mary Sister Mary fake that was like yeah. part of the trailer <laughs> that was part of the trailer for like coming like to the movies I'll never forget that because that was part of like the go see Sister Act two and he's like Sister Mary fake and I was like oh, he found out. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, he was pretty good in here, but uh, I mean, the the end with like the the monks and stuff, they were, it, it was just like the end of part one, you know, with, with the nuns, you know, when they're all finding out that who she really was, yeah. and then like Mother Superior was given all the credits to, um, you know, the 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 the, 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 the nuns singing and all that. Same thing here. Oh, Father Maurice or Mister Crisp, you know, it was his idea, you know, for all mm-hmm. of this. So mm-hmm. they they were just kind of going beat by beat for that. But Rita's mom shows up because Rita left her a note saying all these things like, look, I'm just going to follow my heart. So how so she long went, is the drive? The drive is like four hours. I'm trying to figure out like, how like this six, really. Right. Yeah. Like, how the fuck did this even really work? Like she got well, she, she got there at the very last performance. So she was late as fuck. Yeah, she was late, but she still she still couldn't have got off work by like five. And then got home by like six, and then you're you drive six hours, and you make it by like what nine forty five. Let's, well, let's not let's perhaps, not restrict ourselves to a time frame. I think Shana, that you're she... gone again. Shayna, you're gone again. Yeah, she's gone. Just 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 watch the show. <laughs> <laughs> I 
and we just we just ignore. Let's keep it rolling. Uh, what were we saying? Yeah. Oh yeah, so it's like she gets there. So she gets there, and then like Lauren Hill starts choking on stage, just like Amal was like. Uh, yeah. And, right. and, and Sister Mary yeah. Claire's like, "What the hell is uh, going I, on? I just wanted to kind of lose this whole thing." Yeah, and nobody can see her mom. Do, do kinda... Right, right. Um, to kind of answer what you guys were talking about the whole travel deal, I feel like maybe she got off early because like um, it was kind of like foreshadowed a little bit early. Uh, a little earlier when she came home oh, early yeah, mama, and what are you doing so Rita was like well mom what are you doing home oh, early so it just yeah, might have been so, one of those okay, things so I, I believe it out. yeah All it's right, possible that's fair that's fair I yeah. yeah. big bucks. Uh, but yeah Rita, right. Rita chokes and now having been in competitions they had that to restart three off, times right? for her to say like, yeah. yeah but yeah. then okay so they had to restart they had to restart it three times but you know, then Frank Hay came out and did a backflip, so that like qualified the points that they had lost. Oh, you okay. know, the backflip. Oh, yeah. points. Before the we get to the points. actual okay. performance, we see when they're setting up, like they're doing like these practice moves, but we are like, like they're like all in a row at the lights and they're doing like their little twirls and stuff. But I'm like, we feel like they do this last minute because the the white choir like sings their song better than they were gonna do it, so they couldn't do it traditionally. So then she's like, "Take off your clothes," but I'm just like, "Were y'all already this? gonna do yeah, all like, the breakaways? Like, were you yeah. already gonna do the with the light of day? Look, like, was all yeah, that like, like what all... was actually planned? <laughs> who who had the music ready? Who had the music ready? Yeah, 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 was he gonna do the backflip in his robe or at all? Right, because then Rita has to go off stage and take off her robe, like. And we Rita don't know took what was that quick. robe off quick because she was literally right back there, like as soon right. as. And they was all really fresh underneath their robes, like. Right, right, right. Y'all had your uniforms on when we got on the bus. Right, exactly. But then when we get there, y'all change it to y'all fresh shit just to put your robes on top of it, like. Mm. It, it makes no sense. Right. Like, they, did, they did not practice this, but it came off flawlessly. It came off flawlessly, and that's yeah. the best part. That's some that's some movie mag- magic because I love that final scene. Like even even from when Rita starts off singing slow, like mm-hmm. uh, and they have the so good. Like, sign language. It was a little yeah. tension. It was right. a little tension. You know, it. I I think it it really pays off with the performance. You know, you really get that feel good because now like her mom is even getting into it, and you see her mom like, oh my god, my daughter can sing. I feel like she so, should have um, uh, Yeah, they, they really build that up. Hmm. You said you feel like she should have known that that her daughter could sing, but what else? Right. She definitely should have known that. Right. <laughs> You're incredible, like bitch. <laughs> like I've been incredible. I've been trying to tell you. Joyful, like, joyful, Lord, <laughs> we adore thee. And so, when they finish, like, and who told them? Oh, and never mind, they overhear it. They, I was about to say, who told them that she was a Las Vegas showgirl? But then I, I forgot they overheard it. Yeah, they they over they overheard. They broke the yeah. fourth wall, you know, uh, Maria right, and right, Frank right. Hay, yeah. and, and they looked, looked at, at, the, at, the, at camera, the camera, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um. So. So that's. Uh, oh, pretty I have a question. It. You know the the one. Uh, of yeah. the people who got trophies, like, did y'all like the white people who? Not the white. That sounds racist. I'm not racist. I've had three white people over my house, but uh, like the group that sang "Joyful, Joyful," like the 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 big, like uh, belting choir. Did y'all think they were better? Like, I didn't even think they were top 
three in my in my opinion, but that's probably just the type of music I like. I thought that the jazz the jazz choir yeah. was actually pretty fine. Yeah, like, like I felt like they were the closest competition. They got like third runner up, but I was like, they would have been my yeah. second place. I think they just had to make it seem like, you know, because they sang the same song that they must be better. Right. They must be. And they had more people. That's what it is. It's it's Mm. because it's the same song. You know, and usually competitions, and I know that they were trying to abbreviate the the entire end scene here, but usually at competitions, you sing more than just the one song Mm. for that reason. Yeah, just in case someone else does it. Yeah, true. Well, they they didn't have choreography for other songs. Peter, let's let's take it easy. Like... (laughs) Can't can't. Yeah, I'm sure the choreography could have gone right. with any of the songs. You know, it's just like one that one number yeah. that they practiced. But um, but that's Come pretty much it. The, chorus, uh, the mighty mighty the chorus. Yeah, we get the the, the nice end yeah. credits. Oh, you know, no of uh, everybody doing enough. different things. Yeah, that the was end fun. credits when they sing "Ain't No Mountain yeah. High Enough." I fuck with that. That's actually one of my like favorite songs. Yeah, but general. like they're like lip syncing that, right? Because like if you know, yeah. you like never like their lips are not actually moving. Yeah, I think they lip sync that part. Right, it was fun though. Yeah, I love that. That was it's a good movie though, and you know definitely I think it was a good sequel to the first one just because like. I mean, you know, sometimes sequels can be either they can be better or they can be worse for they're sure. So I feel like I feel like I don't think they're always better. Like we were I was just talking about some with someone yesterday about the sequel to Drumline like Oh, there's a sequel. That don't count. That don't why count. would they even do a that sequel don't, that to Drumline? Don't count. Like, <laughs> we talking about real sequels like yeah. Home Alone 2. Like that's Yeah, Home uh, Alone. Yeah, Home Alone 2 is good. But yeah, yeah. The yeah, prequels so, are better than the original Star Wars movies. Like those are those are sequels. Yeah, I um, I thoroughly enjoyed this one, and it is my favorite of the two. So, oh, look at you making sense. You know, I like them both in their in their um, own ways. Really, like the what the second one is kind of lacking is more um, Dolores. You know, because the first one was all about her. I know this one's more about the kids, and so like a lot of the kids can relate and stuff. So I like them both in their own way. So it's really hard for me. I'd say it's a push. You know what I, I um, would say. Oh, because sorry. I, sorry, Peter. I would, huh? No, I was just gonna say. I mean, I would watch either of these right. at any given time, uh, I, because they both have different songs. You know, you got the uh, part two's got more. Uh, at the time, it was like current music. You know, the the hip hop and pop and R and B, Sister Act two. They they were all like you know the stuff that Dolores grew up, um, you know, loving the fifties and sixties stuff. So I, I, I would I like say like the first movie is more gritty, and the second one is more lighthearted. Yeah, like, yeah, like, for sure. Like even like this, the seriousness of like the adversity in the one versus the other. Like the other one is like she's dealing with a murder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like she witnessed a right. murder, <laughs> and this and one is like the school is the, closing. The, the, the monks, oh no! Like also, and and the the monks are actually kind of kind of right. cartoony too in here. So you know, it, it is definitely more kind of kid friendly. Um, and I made this comparison, Devin, on on the the review for the first movie, but it's kind of like Mighty Ducks, mm. like one and two. Like yeah, you get into part two, yeah. and it's a little bit more lighthearted. Or, and like my favorite you know, movie, Major League. Too. Like Major League is more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. I, I was gonna. I lost. I lost. I lost it. What was I finna say? Oh man, I I'm still trying to figure out how they lock Mr. Chris in the closet with a fucking baguette, like. Oh, they used a sausage. It was a oh, it was that like, a baguette? Was like, I was a, yeah, yeah, I was just saying it's a sausage. Oh, I thought yeah. it was a baguette. I feel like Yo, they put the baguette in there too. No, it was a big frozen like, you don't sausage. Need to cook the sausage is to be like, 
like uncooked shit on their plate. Like I was, yeah, <laughs> it I'm looked like, raw. Nigga, you it really did. In, like, like spinach on the plate. I don't know what the fuck that shit was. It was gross. I mean, they, they were like, oh, the only thing he knows how I'm to like, cook is sausages. I'm about like, to say, he don't even know how to cook that. I mean, that looks like, raw. Right. <laughs> there also wasn't that much of, like, the other nuns, too. Like you, like you said, like, there wasn't a lot of Dolores, but there definitely wasn't a lot of, like, they have six Kathy, Nahimi, and fucking Wendy and stuff. It was more so, like, when you did see, you saw Dolores and you saw Mother Superior. They were, like, the main yeah, ones. Yeah, because I, um, I, don't, I don't know if this is true, but I, I think this is around the time, like, uh, Maggie Smith was also probably uh, filming Hook, you know, so so we didn't get a whole lot of her uh, either. Oh, interesting. When did Hook come out? In 94? 93, 94? I feel like 93, uh, if I'm not mistaken. One of the greatest okay. movies of yeah, all so, time. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, that, that'll do it. Uh, just kind of throw this out there. IMDb has this at a 5.4, and I get it. Most people are like, you know, kids, right? So it's got to have a low score. Nah, they haters. Fuck the score on IMDb. Yeah, Rotten Tomatoes, Wait, I think it had like 17% also. So the critics also, you know, weren't really big on it. And it, it, it's tough. You know, it's tough if uh, it's a sequel. You know, and usually they do have a lower score. This is, you know, a lot more fun and enjoyable, and you got lower in the hill. You know what I right. mean? So, um, again, I'm I giving like this both. movie at least a seven and a half for sure. Yeah, I think the the first one's an cool. uh, overall better movie or like filming. You know, uh, it was a uh, better filmed. Um, I don't know. I I think Frank A kind of kills it for me in, in in part two. Now watching it as a kid, I mean, growing okay, up. Okay, he kills it for you. It wasn't. He wasn't bad enough to kill it. Yeah, Come on. I don't know. Peter's like, I do not like this white appropriation. <laughs> yeah, and, I feel uh, you though. I feel that. I don't. Nah, like I love Frank K, and it is a ten for your boy. Yeah, yeah, I expected that. A per- that. It is a per. What? Huh? I feel like that's shade. I feel like that was shade. But this, this was a perfect movie to me. Like, uh, there's no part where, like, watching it last night, where you're bored. Like, I'm no, not. I, bored. Yeah, I agree like, with that. I, I was that bored. Mm-hmm. It's very well paced for being an hour forty-seven. The mm-hmm. only parts that I thought were boring were when they were being bad. I just like that was annoying me. Like boring? when they, boring, like boring. when they, like I don't know. I just I could have I could have. Oh, I just Diana like the, mon- the montage on is really like the best for me. Like what once about we when get they, to the like, montage. By the way, like if y'all got glued to y'all seat, wouldn't y'all? I like at, at, personally, this is just me. Like I would just well, my pants are ripped. Like I'm just gonna, I'm not gonna like stay in the chair. Right. She had on a robe. So was she free balling? Like was she like free probably, lipping? Probably. Like, probably free balling under there. I have no idea how it works, so I'm not gonna comment. Yeah, what is it? Is it is it oh is, is it commando for ladies? Because you can't say free balling. I mean commando's not really lady like either. I mean I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Remember when they were trying to skip class and then they were up up on the rooftop and then uh, they were doing that. that. Lauren Hill ripped it though. though. Yeah, she, was like, she, she did. Was, she spit hot fire. Apparently, right. that she was did. improvised too. I don't think that was in the script. Word? Oh, okay. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I always yeah. like to hear about improvisions like that. Yeah, I like it. Uh, but yeah, guys, it was. I got, I got the, the flow. flow. Y'all, Y'all gotta, gotta go. go. <laughs> get your back so you can go. Ho ho. You know, I thought. <laughs> Thank um, you. Thank you. Before watching the movie, I thought that, like, you know, it being whoopy, like, it, it could have gone, like, really campy or whatever. I thought she was really good in this movie as well, just like the first one. Yeah. So, 
No, I really appreciate that. Um, but thank you guys both for joining me in the, in the parts that Shana was able to <laughs> kind of join in because we're having technical <laughs> difficulties. But um, yeah, thank you guys so much for joining in. This one was a lot of fun. Wesley James, Wesley Glenn James. Respectfully, my sister, James is the slave name forced upon my ancestors, while Wesley, that's some name my assimilationist parents came up with. But today, in honor of all my brothers and sisters who died in the struggle, I wish to be called by my true name, Amal Unjomo Jamea, which means he who is spirited and long-winded. Hello, Mr. Toby. It's Peter. How are you? How are you? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm good. Good, good, good. How's it going? Not too bad. Uh, first off, I want to thank you for giving me the opportunity to uh, speak with you. Thank you. I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I, I want to kind of get um, started with, uh, well, first off, I, I see that you kind of grew up in New Jersey, and then... Um, you flew to L.A., you know, your manager, uh, I believe, got in touch with uh, Kenny Ortiz, and that uh, eventually led to a meeting with Disney? Yeah, something like that. So my manager, uh, my first manager, his name was Marvin Thompson. He's from my hometown. Uh, when, well, actually, he's from New York, but he was living, uh, he, you know, lived for quite a while in the same hometown as me, Willing Brown, New Jersey. I knew his son very well. We were like, uh, you know, he was a little younger than me, but we were just, you know, neighborhood friends and stuff. And he knew that I could sing. And so he told, he said, man, you should sing for my dad. You know, my dad has some, you know, some connections in the music business, stuff like that. And so, uh, so I sang for his father, uh, Marvin, sang for Marvin and, and Marvin loved my voice and, um, and started taking me to studios, sessions and taking me to, you know, back then, the way you got discovered was like a talent shows, talent contests. I sang at the Apollo five times at show, you know, Showtime at the Apollo and the amateur night. I would be a special guest. Um, and through just making our rounds with that, we also uh, we, we we got in contact with a lady named Bobby Humphrey. She was a jazz uh, flautist uh, uh, for quite some time, legendary jazz flautist, and she um, she partnered up with Marvin. And began, uh, you know, taking us to some of her contacts in the business. And one of them uh, was Kenny Ortiz, who worked at RCA Records at the time. He was a, a top-level executive A&R at RCA Records at the time. He discovered uh, the girl group SWV. Mm-hmm. He discovered Pharrell and the Neptunes, you know, um, and, and countless others. And so I went and I sang for Kenny. Kenny loved my voice, but he felt like I was still, you know, underdeveloped and I still needed some development. I was only about 14, 15 at the time. And um, so Kenny had me recording demos. He put me in the studio, you know, working with um, different, uh, you know, writers and producers at the time. Actually, one of my first uh, demos that I recorded, one of my first songs was written by the artist Joe. Oh, okay. Uh, Yeah, this was back before he even came. I remember meeting him. He's like, hi, you know, my name is Joe. (laughs) He's like, you know, I I got an album coming out later this year. And I'm like, oh, and then it's it's hilarious. It's like, wow. I just saw Joe, too, in the mall out here in L.A. not too long ago. And I was just thinking, like, wow, you wrote my first, like, you know, my little demo tape. Like, you wrote the songs. And then, uh, yeah, but, you know, later on that year, sure enough, he came out and he was like this big artist. (laughs) But um, yeah, so during the time of Kenny sort of developing me, 
uh, he, I remember he called my manager and Bobby Humphrey and, um, I guess he found out, I don't know if, if Disney reached out to him. I don't know if there was some type of connection to, you know, music business or what, but Disney and Touchstone were looking for kids that could, you know, sing and dance and act and stuff to be in, you know, Sister Act 2. And so he was like, man, you should go to this audition. I didn't have an agent. I had never even been on an audition before. I wasn't like one of those kids that grew up with the stage mom taking them to auditions and stuff. That wasn't me. Right. I was just, you know, regular, regular little kid, you know, singing in church choirs and singing in, you know, high school plays and stuff like that. So I had never been on no real auditions. I, I didn't have an agent. I didn't have any, you know, professional training or anything like that. As a matter of fact, Sister Act, that Sister Act audition was the first audition I ever went on, believe it or not. And I booked it. <laughs> like wow. what are the odds right yeah yeah right <laughs> yeah that was the first thing i ever went on um if i'm not mistaken uh lauren hill i think that the story is that lauren she came to the audition with her friend her friend was auditioning okay. and lauren was just sitting in the lobby waiting for her friend and when they came out they came out and they said oh okay you know next are you next are you auditioning she said oh no i'm just waiting for my friend and they said Oh, you want to audition? Can you sing? She was like, yeah. <laughs> they were like, can you dance? She was like, yeah. They were like, you want to try out? You want to audition? She was like, okay. And she booked it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> another another little another little funny story like that. Uh, I worked with Ruben Studdard uh, back back a few you know a few years back, and I remember Ruben telling me the story of how uh, his friends were auditioning for American Idol. He was just the ride. He was the guy with the car. <laughs> So he drove from Birmingham, Alabama. The auditions were in Nashville, you know what I mean? Like eight hours away or whatever. So he, he was just a dude with the car. So he drove his friends up and he was just waiting in line with his friends. And, you know, when they were passing out the numbers, like everybody take a number, he just took the number. And they, they were like, well, you're here. You might as well audition with us. He's like, all right, cool, whatever. And he won the whole right. thing. Oh, that's <laughs> hilarious. That's funny how that happens yeah, sometimes. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy how that happens, man. And, you know, I, I try to tell you know, young artists all the time when they, when they, you know, what should I do? What's, what's the key to success? What can you tell me? How, what, what are, you know, what can I do to make it? It's like, man, you know how much of this is just built off pure luck and timing, you know? Right. And, and, and I tell them, I tell them those stories, the Ruben Studdard story, the Lauren Hill story, and even my own, just to let them know, like, man, it's really, there is no, there isn't one way. There isn't a three-step, you know what I mean, guide. You know, people make a lot of money selling 12-step programs. But, you know, yeah, well, yeah. just follow my 12 steps and you too. Kid. Like, <laughs> come on, man. Like, there was a lot of luck involved. There was a lot of just timing. You just happened to, you know, you made a left instead of a right that day. You know what I mean? All kinds yeah, yeah. of things. So, anyway, uh, so, yeah, so I did audition for the movie. Um, so, I went to the first audition. It was in New York. And real interesting story about that. So we get we get to the audition, and somehow or another, Bobby and uh, Kenny got me on the list. They got me on the list to be able to audition without an agent or anything, right? All these other kids are in there. They got agents. They're in the, you know, it's like something you would see out of, you know, in a movie. You know, hi, they're they're stretching. They're doing ballet. They're oh, la, 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 la. like they're doing <laughs> the whole thing, right? Uh huh. And then there's me, right? And they're going over their lines, and they're reading their lines. And I never would. And mama, wait, mama, say it ain't so. <laughs> like they're going over their lines and shit, yo. So it's like, <laughs> it was like, 
it was like something like out of a street movie, right? So I'm thinking like, what the heck am I doing here? I don't know what I'm doing. So my manager, you know, he was in, 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 uh, uh, Bobby and, and they're, they're like, listen, Ryan. Okay. So when you go in there, okay, they're probably going to, you know, they're going to ask you to sing. You're probably going to have to read, you know, read a couple of lines. They did. I did have some, uh, some sides to learn. So a couple of lines to read. They were just some generic, uh, just generic dialogue or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I, I learned that. So they were like, you know, you're going to read your, read the little script. You're going to, you know, sing a little bit. And they said, um, and, and, you know, don't be surprised if they're, if they're very cold, you know, if they're kind of like, okay, thank you next. You know, they were like, don't, don't feel bad. That's just how the business is. I was like, okay, all right, cool. So they call my name. I go in there and uh, it's just me and, and this lady who's who's running the um, she's she's running the camera she's filming, so she calls me in. She's adjusting the camera. She's like, "Okay, come in, stand on the mark over there." All right, name Ryan told me. Like it was very right. She's super kind of cold, right? So she goes, um, "Okay, what part are you reading for?" I tell her. She's like, "All right." And so we do the lines. So she says the lines with me. I do my little lines, whatever. She says, "Okay, you got a song you want to sing?" So I'm like. Yep. So I sang um, this song called I Feel Like Going On, which mm-hmm. is just like a, a gospel, like a gospel traditional song. I would sing it in church all the time. So I just sang the song I would sing in church all the time. You know what I mean? The song my mom would make me stand and sing in church. Yeah. Bro, I'm not lying, bro. This woman stops the camera. She takes her glasses off and she starts weeping, Aww. crying. And I'm looking at her, and she starts crying. And she comes from around the tripod, turns the camera off. She comes around, and she walks up to me. She says, that voice, I just got to hug that voice. And she wraps her arms around me and hugs me, squeezes me, crying, dog. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, I'm standing there looking like, uh, this isn't what they said the audition was going to be. You know what I mean? Be like, I'm thinking it's going to be the total opposite, right? Everybody's right. prepping me like, look, they're really cold. You know, they're going to be like, don't call us, we'll call you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Completely different. Yo, Doug, it was, a, it, was, it was like, it was a whole nother experience. You, were you like, so is this a good thing? Did I get the part or? <laughs> <laughs> right, right, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, is this how auditions right. go? So, so that was the first audition. So then I got called back, you know, same thing. So I, I think I might have went to about seven callbacks in new york okay and then the final callback i think the eighth and final callback was it, it, it was down to just me and this one other guy named chaz we're actually really good friends to this day um but yeah it was down to me and him and we flew to la and uh met with the producers and the and the, and the you know the director and the writer and that's when i met bill duke and all that and that was it came down to the final final audition and um, it's interesting, my role in the film, originally I was auditioning because they were looking for kids for the ensemble cast, mm-hmm. like to be in the choir right. that could sing and dance in the choir. So that's what I was auditioning for. That's why the lines I was reading were just some generic lines. Um, but they ended up creating that whole role for me. Like they were like, he needs, uh, they made a role for me. That role wasn't in the script. Wow, the role of a mall. Uh, the role of a mall, the big oh happy day mm-hmm, mm-hmm. scene, all of that. None of that was they they created that for me. Wow, you know what I mean. And and it's just an interesting thing, man. You know, 
once again, going back to, you know, when I advise young artists about, man, there, there is no one way. You just kind of got to be open. Um, it, it's interesting because, I, you know, I wasn't trying to be, I wasn't trying to be an actor. I was trying to get a record deal. I wanted to be Tevin Campbell. You yeah, know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? <laughs> so, so I was trying to get a record deal and I booked a movie. And, and, and then I book a movie where I'm auditioning for a background part and they write me a lead. And I tell people all the time, it's like, I wasn't in a bunch of movies. I was just in the one movie that never stopped playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, here we are coming up on 25 years later mm-hmm. and Sister Act is a cult classic. You know what I mean? 25 years, man. People come up to me all the time. Like, I grew up watching that movie. I grew, I learned how to sing because I work with artists. I'm a songwriter, producer, so I'm always working with artists. I'm always working with new young artists and, and new young talent. And it's like, I grew, I learned how to sing watching that part. Like, I, you know, we used to sing that in my church or, you know, we did that play in my high school and, and did sister act and I always sang your part. And, and I'm just like, wow, something that I wasn't even looking for, man. Yeah. My, you know? Yeah. That's gotta be surreal too, to be in a movie that is so like prominent in a lot of people's uh, youths, you know, they look to movies yeah. like this or like uh mighty ducks, um, you know, because yeah. like on screen it, you know, the, the classroom kids, it was very diverse. So a lot of kids can relate yeah. because there's a lot of kids in there yep. that look like them. Yep. Yep. Very true. I was just talking to um this artist, Luke James, uh, really, really talented. He was just in the new edition movie. He played Johnny Gill in the new edition oh, movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew that name sounded familiar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. So um, I'm working on his new album. And uh, he, was at, he was here at my house, at my studio. And we were just, it was a bunch of us talking about Cicerac, right? And and I just said, man, you know, it, it, it's something about. I mean, even here we, you know, twenty five years later, it's like when kids see kids like you said that that look like them, talk like them, dance like that. You know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and, and Sister Act too. Like the, the first Sister Act was, I hate to say it, but it's like it, that was for like white moms. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Like like Whoopi Whoopi, Whoopi came in and made like white moms cool <laughs> right right you know but the second sister act was like hip-hop like yeah. the second sister act was was all hip it was super urban you know right. what i'm saying so even though the first sister act did enormously well um in the box office at like 230 million second sister act didn't what didn't kill in the box office it only did about 50 million in the box office but the second sister act really became a cult classic in young urban you know with young kids right <laughs> you know young urban kids so it just feel it is very surreal man and it, and you know and how about um on friday last friday hollywood high school the performing arts high school here in la they did a production of Sister Act, the musical, like the musical one on Broadway. Mm-hmm. So they did a production of that, and they invited me as a special guest to come watch the show and then go backstage and, you know, talk to the kids, talk to the cast, do some Q&A and take pictures. And I was just, it, it, these kids are, they're in high school. I mean, bro, I have a daughter, 18, you know what I mean? My daughter's yeah, yeah. 18 in, in, in July. And these kids are 16, and you know, they still, they like, oh my God, like you, and I'm thinking like, yo, 
it, it's just like when we made this movie 25 years ago, even when I tell them, I told them, I was like, yeah, you know, that was 25 years. They're like, what? They can't believe it. And so for me, to, for it to still be a thing, like it's still a thing, man. I, don't, <laughs> I can't get away from it. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, I I got a son that's about to turn 17. He's a junior right now, third year in choir. Uh, This is also one of his favorites. Yeah, Yeah. wow, wow. Yeah, man, it was, it was lightning in a bottle, man. It was a blessing. I didn't, and I didn't know what I was, you know, that was my first time in Hollywood, my first real exposure to the business, my first film, you know, um, I mean, I was so young and green and just, you know, happy to be there. How about fun fact people don't know. So in the joyful, joyful song in the big finale, um, there's a part, you know, joyful, joyful, Lord, we adore thee. In the middle of the song, it breaks down to a rap. And, you know, joyful, joyful, Lord, we adore thee. In my life, I put none before. How about I wrote that rap, bro? Yeah, yeah, I read that, (laughs) actually. That was one of the fun facts. On a on a on a on a napkin at <laughs> rehearsal like not even thinking about it like we were we were in rehearsal and we 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 were breaking for lunch or whatever we were having a break and the kid ron who actually rapped the part sketch he was right in, in like he, yeah yeah sketch he was in like one of the side break rooms we're at the a rehearsal studio so he was like in one of the side break rooms so i just you know i'm wandering around i went looking for him and I come in the room, and he, he had the track playing, and he was trying to come up with something. I was like, what you doing? And he was like, oh, man, they want me to write a rap to say in the middle of the song. And I was like, oh, what you got? And he kind of said something. With, I was like, nah, you should say something like this. <laughs> I lied to you not, dog. I freestyled the whole thing. I said the whole thing. Joyful, joyful, Lord, we adore thee. And in my life, I put none before thee. Since I was a young star, I, could, like, I, I was like a rapping machine back then. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Like, I, I just spit I just spit the whole rap to him and he was like that's crazy write that down I wrote it on a <laughs> napkin and walked out the room didn't even think anything of it later later that that uh, week I think my attorney called me so my attorney knew you know this is my first time in LA so he would call check on me how they, how they treating you are they treating you good are you having fun blah, blah, blah. is everything okay are you getting your per diem blah 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 you know whatever and I was like, yeah, everything's great. I was like, I wrote this rap that they're gonna they're gonna use in in the, in the song in the movie. He was like, what? Hold on, you you did what? And I was like, yeah, I wrote this rap they're gonna use in the movie. He was like, uh, let me call you right back. And he, he called me back about an hour later, like Ryan, let me explain something to you about something called publishing. I'm like, publishing? What's that? <laughs> <laughs> Like, yeah, when you write something and they use it in a movie or a film or it comes on the radio, like, you get paid every time it plays. I'm like, huh? Mm. So, bro, I've been I've been eating off of that publishing because I had, it's one thing to have publishing, you know, on the soundtrack. A soundtrack will stop selling. But the fact that I have publishing in the film, so every time the film plays on TV, every time wow. for the last 25 years, yeah, bro. Nice. And And I even got that out of the deal, too. This is all... You know, when you even hear it, sometimes I tell this story a million times, but like I'm sitting here now like, wow, like what the hell was that? Like it was like God was really just looking out for this little black boy. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, everything just fell into place for you. Yeah, man. Yeah. It was an amazing experience, an amazing experience. Whoopi, 
Whoopi was an amazing. She was so real. I mean, another interesting story people don't know. So the last week of filming, we're supposed to wrap. We're shooting the the big joyful joyful finale scene. We're shooting that scene, and we're gonna wrap. We're gonna be done on Friday. So over that weekend, this the kid that his name is Chaz. He went on to do a lot of stuff. He acted in a lot of uh, TV shows. Uh, he was on Moesha. He was in a lot of movies. He was in Nutty Professor. Chaz, it's my been my boy for years. So he, um, even though he didn't book the sister act thing, he booked another gig. Uh, so he he was stayed in L.A. He's from Philly. Okay. So he stayed in L.A. working on this uh, sitcom at, with Sinbad at the time. Sinbad had this sitcom, and Chaz was on the show. So we stayed friends. And he, while he was shooting that during the daytime, I'd be doing sister act stuff. And then we would hang out. We were, you know, we were 15 years old. So we would hang out and me, uh, him and Lauren, we would hang out a lot. Um, so one, <laughs> so the weekend before final week of shooting, <laughs> we were in Lauren's car, the rental car. You know what I mean? Now Lauren had a license. Neither me or Chaz had a license. So we just we would just drive around the park like we didn't have nothing to do like we act during the day we go to you know get with the tutor and then we're back home at the apartment we swim or we just hang out at the apartment. Uh, so Chaz was like, "Let me drive, let me drive." So, <laughs> so Lauren was like, "You don't know how to drive? It's like, just let me drive. Let me drive a little bit. I promise I won't crash or whatever." So she lets him drive. So I had got out the car. So. I'm trying to tell him how to back up. Like, no, you got to back up. So I'm, so then at one point I like come to the passenger side window, the window was rolled down and I like kind of just being a stupid kid, like, you know, kind of jump in the window. So my legs are dangling out the window. (laughs) So, so he like hits the gas real fast and jerks the car and like, I don't know, went some kind of way, jerked the car. I fell out the car under the car uh, and this dude rolled the car up on my ankle okay uh, <laughs> yes so i'm like ah, ah. <laughs> so Lauren's like oh my god go forward go forward go forward so he, he puts the car in, in gear and then hits the gas so the car burns out on my ankle uh, i was like yeah dog ambulance had to come i go to the hospital so the last week of shooting i show up on crutches with a, like a, 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 a brace on my ankle, bro. Yeah. Bill Duke was on fire. Oh you man, I bet. He did. Yo, the whole crew is on fire. What do you mean you can't dance in the final scene? And I got the lead. I'm singing. Just wanna know, <laughs> oh God. Like I got a big part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we're supposed to be dancing. And we learned all this damn choreography. It's the big final scene. Dog. Oh man. You talk about. Ooh. They were mad at me. But the whole point of this story, going back to Whoopi and how dope Whoopi was. Whoopi pulls me to the side and she says, listen, I don't care what they say. I don't care. You know, don't you let them treat you like a piece of meat. If you hurt yourself, you hurt yourself. If we got to push production back another week or two until you're better, then so fucking what? Whoopi had my back because they were like, bro, they brought in like sports therapy, you know, like the type of therapist that get 
a football player back in the game. Mm-hmm. He's like, you know what I'm saying? Cracks his ankle and he goes off to the sideline. The therapist that wraps him up and gives him a shot of dope and gets him back out in the game. <laughs> yeah. They brought, yeah, they brought in like professional sports therapists. Like, no, he's going to dance. They wrapped me up with this super, some kind of, I don't know, some kind of brace with the ice and the whole, like, you're going to dance. And Whoopi was not feeling that. So if you notice in the last scene, in, in that joyful, joyful scene, on some of the angles, some of the cuts, I'm, sta- I'm dancing next to Lauren, mm-hmm. and then, and then the, the edit will cut to another, and I'm not there. Oh, okay. Like, because I, could, I couldn't be, I couldn't, you know, I couldn't be on my ankle for too long, you know what I mean? So they would get some of me dancing, and then, like, I would have to go sit down. But they had to keep going because they were trying to stay stay to their schedule of you know because it costs more money to to have to shoot another two weeks you know what i mean yeah so so Whoopi even had them she was she she was the best she even she made them come up with an alternate ending so there was an alternate ending where my character amal sprains his ankle at the last like he's coming down he's coming down the stairs and Whoopi, you know when the when the girl goes okay uh, Sister Mary Clarence said, you know, take your robes off. Come on. And and we're taking our robes off and we're all running down the steps to go to the stage. And my character falls. Oh, my God, I sprained my ankle. I can't go on. I can't go on. And then then so they go on without me. But then miraculously, I come out on crutches and I sing anyway. It was like this whole other ending. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> you know, do you know how much money that must have cost to shoot a whole other fucking ending, dog? Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah, and and then but they they scrapped it. They scrapped it. They were like, no, we're not going with that. But yeah, Whoopi the whole time she she had my back. She was fighting for me. She was fighting for me. You know, I'm actually glad that they didn't go with that ending because that reminds me a lot of um, uh, what is it, Leap of Faith with Steve Martin. Uh huh. Uh-huh. You ever see that one? Yeah, the same thing happens. This kid I who's thought... been on crutches the entire time at the very end miraculously is able to walk again. Oh wow! Wow! So wow. good thing. Good thing they didn't go with that ending because yeah. It, yeah, would have been a very it similar. Been, yeah, yeah. Uh, but hey, I, I think I think we all love the ending the way it is now. Yeah, I'm glad it turned out the way it did. But yeah, if you watch closely now, when you watch it again, you'll see like it'll be like I'm next to Lauren. I'm not next to Lauren. I'm next to Lauren. Yeah. <laughs> I'm next to Lauren. I'll definitely have to check that out. I I own it myself, so. So, um, since you guys were like mostly uh, teenagers, what was, what was it like? You know, were, were there clicks? Um, what did you guys do? Like when the camera wasn't rolling? Well, most of the time, let me see, clicks. Uh, no, not clicks. Me and, me and Lauren got really, really close because we were both from Jersey Mm -hmm. and, and she lived, uh, the apart because they had us staying at uh, the Oakwood apartments in Burbank. So she lived in the apartment directly beneath mine. So, um, or was it above mine? I can't remember either. I lived on the bottom floor and she lived on the top mm-hmm. or I can't remember. But, um, yeah, so she and I got really, really tight. We, we became really, really close friends during that time. We, 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 we stuck together cause we were both from Jersey. Um, I think that was both of our first time, I think in LA really. And, um, she was like two years older than me. Plus I had like the super stupid crush on her. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? She's um, quite something. But um, yeah, yeah. Lauren was, Lauren was probably the first girl I ever 
like I, that's when I felt like you know when it's like oh my god this is what love feels like like <laughs> I was in love with Lauren Hill. Um, <laughs> I think a lot of us yeah, were, but um, yeah, yeah, but um, and she was. Yeah, other than that, no, nah, there wasn't a lot of clicks. And then what we were doing, our all, you know, we we would we would rap and sing a lot. There was a lot of like rapping and singing, and it was funny because back then Lauren she was talking about this group she had called the Refugees. Um, with, with some guy with this weird name named Wyclef. You know what I'm saying? She used to talk about that all the time. But like Lauren, she couldn't really rap that well back then. She, I remember she used to say these same two rhymes all, all the time. Like when we would all just kind of be in a circle and just freestyling and battling and rapping and stuff, like Lauren would say the same two raps. Like, and then, and then so to watch how she just turned into like one of the best rappers of all time you know what i'm saying yeah it was crazy that was like wild to me was um that was it, really wild to me. were any of those the ones that um that she rapped in the the school courtyard scene school courtyard it, scene. It's, it's the scene where like whoopi comes to kind of break it up and he uh whoopi kind of does her own little rap as well oh um, yeah, 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 yeah yeah i think yeah. i read I that like, like lauren improvised it yeah yeah, yeah, it might have been. It may have been, yeah. may have been. Yeah, that's some... Wow, uh, some... Just, I forgot about that scene. <laughs> Dang, that just brought back a lot of memories. Yeah, I, I, anything uh, worth sharing there? What, about about that, that, that time, that scene? Yeah. Well, I just remember... it. it dang, that's crazy. It just, a lot of good, a lot of good feelings just came over me. I think it was because... um. We shot that particular scene in San Francisco. Uh-huh. So we shot we shot the movie in L.A. and 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 Frisco. So we shot that scene in San Francisco. And I remember, um, so Lauren, you know, because she was filming uh, April, May, June, she 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 they wasn't they wouldn't allow her to fly back for her graduation to Jersey to graduate high school. Because you know she was working, and they, she tried to work it out, and even Whoopi tried. You know, Whoopi was trying to work that out with the, with with the you know uh, a movie studio and stuff, and they just were like, no, you know, we gotta, you know, we gotta get this done. So Whoopi had the idea to throw a graduation for Lauren. Oh, nice! A surprise graduation. So yeah, so she bought a bunch of caps and gowns. You know what I mean. And then we held like a ceremony right there on that court, and then da, 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 the graduation music played, and uh-huh. Whoopi said some words, and and we gave Lauren a graduation. That's amazing. You know, we all threw our caps, threw our caps in the air. That was that was like really cool. I, that's what I remember about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's talk about uh, before we wrap up here. Let's talk about uh, some some um, some of your new work here. Uh, recently, you released uh, the single Icarus. Yes, and this is for an upcoming album. You know what? I'm I'm a little undecided. I, so what I told myself was because I've been in the business so long, I've 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 been acting stuff. I've written for people. I was in City High. I've been nominated for Grammys. I've toured. I've done so much, and 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 the business has 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 changed so much. And so I'm like, okay, well, where am I at now? And I just turned, I turned 40 last November. So I turned 40 and also celebrated 25 years in the business. Wow. Congratulations. So I'm like, you know, just, yeah, two major milestones. Thank you. So I was just like, you know, what do I want to do? 
You know, what have I learned? What do I want to do for the next 20 years? You know what I mean? Um, and with the business being the way it is, with the internet and all this stuff, I was like, and I'm watching how these kids now are just like promoting their own music, the Chance the Rappers and these guys that are doing big things independently and just like putting your stuff online and all of that. I was like, maybe I should try my hand at that, you know, um, and really not even take it too serious, just really kind of just start releasing some singles. Like I didn't even want to put the pressure on myself of, oh, I'm trying to make this album and all, you know, because sometimes that could come with a lot of pressure. Mm -hmm. The beauty of the internet is you can literally just release singles. I mean, shoot, people people only buy the songs they like anyway. <laughs> right, <laughs> yeah, they got to do. <laughs> they, make, they, they make their own playlists anyway. So I was like, you know what? It's not. It's not even like how it used to be where you know, you're putting out a single and you're trying to lead up to an album. Like, it's not even like that anymore. All the rules have changed. Like, you know, Beyonce will just drop an album on Friday randomly. Like, right. you know, there's no real promotion anymore. Like, everything. I was just talking to Usher about that this weekend. I was hanging out with Usher all weekend. And we were just talking about how the rules have just changed so much. It's like, it's 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 like the Twilight Zone. It's like, it, it, it's something that we, you know, from the 90s, it's just like, wow, this is a whole new day. So, I was inspired, though, by what's going on now and the way that these kids are utilizing the Internet to just promote themselves and, and put out their independent projects and stuff and how there aren't any real rules anymore. And you could film, a, you could do a video with your iPhone and it's cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and so I was like, all right, let me just start releasing some singles. So Icarus was really, it, it, it's the first one. I shot the video. I uh, got the video coming. It's the first one. And I just want to just start putting out Ryan Toby content. And then let's see. You know what I mean? I mean, if the people start to demand, yo, this, you need to drop a whole album, then maybe I will. If people are just enjoying each single, each, you know, each little mini project, if you will, then I'll do it that way. Like, I don't really have a plan. I'm just kind of going with the with the flow, man. And it feels really good. Good. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I love the song. Um, you know, off mic, uh, I mentioned that uh, I was kind of looking in on seeing where some of the kids are now, and I saw that you just like literally released the song. Um, I think it's amazing. I, I definitely uh, encourage the listeners to check that out. Um, what was the inspiration to writing that song? Um, in in the song, you mentioned that um, you know your your only one has left you. And yeah. uh, a lot of these uh, references to to Icarus, you know, who we all yeah. know flew close to the sun and burnt himself. Yeah. So was that? Yeah. Um, can you talk a little bit about that? Well, actually, Icarus didn't burn himself. He he his father. So the story goes uh, that that Icarus's father gave him wings made of wax, and and told him, you know, be careful to not fly too close to the sun, or your wings will melt and you'll fall. And out of pride, you know, the, you know, Icarus, he, he wanted to fly as close as he could to the sun. And so obviously the wings melted and he fell. So the song is about pride, you know what I mean? And I was just feeling really artistic one day. Like I wanted to kind of just be a little more poetic and not just do a normal, oh, girl, I made a mistake. I love <laughs> you. Take me back. Right. Like I just didn't want to, you know, I wanted to just be a little different. Um I, I'm inspired a lot of times by like movies. When I watch movies, I'm I'm, I'm always inspired by the writing. Like, we're, we're some, you know. So for me, 
my checklist for a movie is the writing, the plot has to, has to be dope. The writing and the, um, just the pace and the tempo of the writing has to be really smart for me. And then after that acting, and then after that special effects, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right. so if, you know, if, if the storyline and the plot line isn't solid, I'm not into it. If the writing isn't solid, I'm not into it. So with that being said, I was, I forget which movie it was I was watching. It may have even been a trailer for a film and I can't remember which one it was, but one of the lines that, that the guy, the villain, I guess, says to the, to the cop, he says something like, you know, you don't know what's coming or something. He said, what's coming is, 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 a, is, a, is a mighty hurricane. And all you have is a, t- is a little umbrella or something like that. He said, I'm a mighty hurricane and you're just a little umbrella. And I was like, wow, I'm a tiny umbrella in a hurricane. And that first line came to me. Hurricane, hurricane, I'm a bulletproof vest made of cellophane, cellophane, cellophane. I'm no good, I'm no good, I'm no good since my baby left me. And then it just started flowing out of me. And then, and then I think I, I heard the, the Icarus uh, name in another film. I was watching something else, and the guy was talking, and he, and he was telling, he was trying to give the dude some advice, like, man, you know, remember the story of Icarus. And when I saw it, I was like, wow, Icarus, that's a crazy story. You know what I mean? And, yeah. I, you know, so I, I put those two together and I was drawing from just, I was just wanted to write something really heartfelt and emotional and kind of dark about really, you know, letting your pride cause you to lose the best thing you ever had. Yeah, that's amazing. I can't wait to see the video. Um, is there a premiere date for it currently? Um, well, right now, my manager and I, um, we were, we were, dealing with some issues with my v with the vivo thing so when you're doing it i'm learning this whole independent game too you know i'm so used to the record company handling all mm-hmm. of that but now that i'm doing it myself i'm seeing all that goes into it so we had a little issue with the vivo account but now that we got that together we're, we're looking to have the video up probably within the next couple of weeks oh nice that's awesome yeah is there any uh like a website that listeners can go to to find more of your content uh, just right now, it's 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 my Spotify, as well as my um, my my SoundCloud link, just Ryan Toby, and um, uh, those are the two places where I'm going to really be releasing my music. And that will conclude uh, Mr. Ryan Toby's interview um, with me on this uh, episode. I want to thank him again for the opportunity to speaking with him and sharing his uh, story uh, from being on set uh, filming Sister Act 2. So um, also definitely I encourage the listeners to go check out uh, Icarus, um, the song that he did talk about there at the end. Um, it's a great song. I plan on doing a re- review of his single uh, with Devin um, here in the near future. So um, for the Sign Me Up podcast, again, I want to thank Sydney and Shana for coming on to the show. Uh, you can find them on Twitter at Sign Me Up Podcast. You can find Shana at Cheeky Bobby, and that's Bobby with an I. And Sydney is at C-Y-D-N-E-Y, Sydney Poppins 2. And Devin, you can find him at The Liquor Run or at Devin Lamar with two R's or at We Got Five Pod with me. And also for me, you can find this show on Instagram and Twitter at Podstalgic. And you can find 
my content here, or we got five over at core10parts.com. We also got a Facebook group page. If anyone's interested in joining that, uh, you can mingle with all the other listeners and hosts from the other shows uh, also at the network. So I want to thank you guys all again for listening uh, and your continued support. So if you got a few minutes, please uh, consider leaving an iTunes review. That would really help out the show. And if you'd like to need the guest on the show as well, why don't you go ahead and take a couple minutes and leave them an iTunes review too. Uh, that'll really help all of us, you know, uh, show support for the uh, independent podcasters. So thank you to all of my guests and thank you all the listeners. I will see you guys next time. I'm a tiny umbrella in a hurricane, 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 hurricane. I'm a bulletproof vest made of cellophane. Cellophane, cellophane, cellophane. I'm no good, I'm no good, I'm no good. Since my baby left me, left me, left me. And the reason she did is because all of the bullshit that I would do, all the young dumb and cool shit that I would pull snow in the plane, set snow in the plane. Thank you for listening to the Cortem Parts Podcast Network. To listen to more Cortem Parts shows, visit cortemparts.com.